0: The following show is pre-recorded.
1: Welcome to this 8:20 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Operations for 820 AM, The Word. My special guest today is Terrell Harrison, and Terrell uh, ministry is Jesus is God ministry. And Terrell, welcome to Heart of the City.
0: All right. Jesus is God, church ministries.
1: <laughs> That's right. right. Jesus is God, church ministries. Yeah,
0: to let the world know that Jesus is at the head of the church.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, you and I have just first met here in studio for the very first time. We had a chance to chat uh, on the phone, and you've come in. And the thing that I'm impressed most about, Terrell, is I see a well-worn Bible right next to you.
0: Oh, yeah. Huh. But that's not the main one. The other one is I can hardly carry it falls apart. <laughs>
1: it falls apart. Well, you know what? It's something about a soldier that carries his sword, and you can see it's a well-worn sword. And uh, so I can see you're a man of the word. And that's what this program is really about. It's uh, w- We have people tell their personal story of how they came to faith, and then how the Lord called them into the ministry that they currently have. These can be, uh, you know, it can be a pastor of a church of of uh, several thousand, or it can be a street preacher. We really don't care. We just want to be able to glorify the Lord and, and and share the faithfulness of God Amen. and how He's worked in our lives. And so, start with me, since you and I have just met. I don't quite know where you're from or how long you've been in Seattle. How long you've been here in this area?
0: Uh, more than fifty years. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Come from a, my father and the guys were in this. The service and we came up here all my other other brothers and sisters are they are are born in here i was just born down there and we migrated up here
1: you were born in the south and then came up here and been been here for over 50 years oh yeah so what uh tell me about your childhood were you were you uh was your family a family of uh, faith were were was your mom and dad believers or what was it like growing my mom, up for you? My mom, uh-huh. uh,
0: was a a believer. So I got the introduction from that cuz uh one thing we didn't want to do as a kids coming up we didn't want my mother to call Jesus on us uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> So uh basically yeah just cuz she was she was she was saved since she was a kid. Uh-huh. And uh so we we get different things. I I found out later in life that uh as uh as I got older and and got into the Word, I found that a lot of things that she was saying was come from the Bible. It sounded like regular talk, uh-huh. you know, like you reap what you sow. You hear things like that, or eyes. She one of her favorite was, uh, "Night has no eyes." I uh, mean, you, you, you stay out the dark if you want to see something. Get into the light, mm. and uh, as I matured in, or growed in Christ, I could understand. You know, so, Jesus is a light. And if you want to see something, you need to you need to come out the dark. And everybody who's in in life, uh, according to the Bible, everybody who's in life who does not have Jesus Christ is lost, and they're like the blind leading the blind. And the world we live in today is uh, lies in wickedness, and we are born sinners. And one thing I understand what she was telling us, but uh, you know, being it, in the flesh you you don't you know it just you don't we don't listen very well as sinners. We don't we don't listen. Uh, especially something that's good because the Bible is like vegetables. And uh I'd rather have the cake and the ice cream than leave the vegetables alone. But the vegetables what I need, mm-hmm. it's not what I really like. Mm-hmm. And that that's the gospel. The gospel is something we don't really want, but we really need it until we stay in it.
1: And, and then we recognize that it's health and life and yeah. and and the thing that sustains our li- our living
0: that's that's what yeah. well, so she, that was she did and she didn't do it like have a bible study and stuff like that she just like do like Deuteronomy 6 I think it's Deuteronomy 6 it says well uh, you you talk to about god coming and going as you're sitting down walking through the park going to a game or riding in a car uh, that's how she did it
1: so you wouldn't necessarily say she was a religious person in the sense of she made you go to church every Sunday. Oh, but was, oh no, oh, we went to church. Oh, we, every oh, Sunday. Oh, but oh, we
0: went to church. <laughs> we went to church. And uh, on on Sundays, uh, uh, you didn't hear none of the the world music. Uh, it was uh, Mahila Jackson, uh, the Gospels. Uh, we heard that all day long. On uh-huh. Sunday, now we had six days so in her mind uh uh it's like you say, keep the seven i say the set sabbath day is holy uh-huh uh yeah oh yeah oh believe me uh, uh she, oh, we went to church I, I went to church uh all my life
1: right but you not only heard about it on sundays you heard about it through her life and through her her, her guidance the, the rest of the week as well
0: oh yeah she messed around one time when we was a teenager and uh tried to cuss, and I told her, I said, you know, son, that, you need to leave that alone. You just don't, that, that doesn't fit you. It just You can't say it right. <laughs> you can't say bad words right. She has such a hard time saying a bad word that when she came along I said, you know, son, mom, you know, I didn't, because, you know, I, I don't understand Jesus. I just said, you know, you leave that alone. You, you, you <laughs> haven't, the rhythm is not there. And,
1: <laughs> she couldn't even cuss well, huh? Yeah, I
0: couldn't, yeah I couldn't get it out, couldn't get it out right. Now, she tried, but she, it didn't stop. To me, it was hilarious. To me, you yeah, because you know, <laughs> you know, I laughed. You know, but right. That, that's how how that that's how that
1: goes. Right. So, how about you then, Terrell? What uh, you know, when you're you you saw a religious mom, you went to church, but what was your walk with the Lord, right?
0: Like zero. Hmm. I had no idea what she was doing. I had no I haven't the faintest idea. Like most people, they they those people say. uh I believe in God, but they don't understand that God has rules. It's more than just saying, I believe in God. Uh, it's much deeper than that. It's more deeper than most people. You know, it's like the disciples. They stayed with Jesus for, t- for three years, and they were still amazed that he was God. Mm. Even they said certain things. and that's, that's what people say a lot of times. They say, how could, who how can this guy control the wind? Uh, but it never really dawned on him until after he was dead, and he raised up. Then they start catching on to who, who God is. I uh, see. Uh, we was going to church when wife and My my wife and I was going to church anyway. So a lot of times when I would go to church, my wife, I would sit by the by the bed because it was in the winter time, you know, and I have my feet to the heater, and I would I would be praying because while they was. Uh, Wife getting kids, wife and kids getting ready, right? And so I was preparing, and then I had this phrase, I, I jumped in this, and I jumped up. I said, "What is it? You want my life?" And the minute I said it out my mouth, I tore my shirt because I was so angry. You want my life? Like I was Superman, and then it hit me. And he said, "Yeah, that's what I want. I want your life."
1: Mm. How old were
0: you at that time? Oh man, I'm in I'm I'm in my forties.
1: Really? So you had been around the gospel you'd been around church you'd been around your mama but yet just that personal relationship with the lord you you hadn't really said yes to him yet no
0: he's the farthest thing from my mind
1: so what what was happening in your life where you started asking those questions i
0: didn't didn't ask those questions i had no time i was in the, i was in the, i was in the streets i was party hardy uh i was uh having fun i was, I was in the world that's all yeah, there was to it, it you know Jim Jones I heard about Jim Jones right and um, my wife and the guys started going to church and at the time I was, a, I was a car salesman and we worked on Sundays but somehow somehow management somehow gave us the day so I went to church and I couldn't understand why if my family was going to go somewhere, we would everywhere we went we'd be late never went anywhere on time Never, and uh, all of a sudden, the kids were running around. they were all happy and everything, and she was up, and everybody was, there, was going to church, and it was going on time. But I couldn't go at the time that they started going because I was so uh, I worked on Sunday. But when they gave me that day off, I went to church, and I'm not a very much uh, of a talker at that time, at least not. A, Look, one of my friends I'm a talker but with, a lot of other people I wasn't talking. Was right, with. Right, kind of shy. Yeah, you know, and so I went to church, and everybody in church was having a good time. The kids were having a good time. They was playing the music, and they were shouting. People was falling out. And so they messed around and said, well, everybody got something? I said, yeah, I got something to say. And I ain't never said nothing in church in my life. But this was my family. And somehow we got with my family, it was, it was uh, I don't know. Uh, some kind of awareness came around, some kind of boldness came. So I said, yeah. I said, I come to check it out. And I wasn't joking. I said, I come to see what's going on. What's, what's all this hooping and hollering and everything going on? Because in the back of my mind was Jim Jones. Uh-huh. The occult, that's what I'm thinking. Right. So I wasn't really kidding. I at the time, I had when I at the time I had a little bit of hair, so uh, uh, had a little, little little Jerry curl with the head or whatever they want to call it at the time, and uh, and uh, so I didn't look like I belonged in church at all. I looked like what I what I, what I was doing. I looked like I belonged in the streets, mm-hmm. and I was not playing about coming in there, or coming in to find out what
1: you uh, kind of let was. them know that you 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 weren't uh, too uh, convinced of their of their validity or you just kind of thought this is I don't know a- who
0: you are. I don't know what you people are. Uh-huh. I don't know you. Cuz you know in, in in life in the real life in the street stuff, uh, I don't know you. Don't don't come don't approach me. You don't know me. Right. I'm not your buddy. Huh? You got to prove yourself to me, you know. So uh,
1: when you said that, when you said that in church, what happened?
0: They rolled and laughed. because they knew it was the Holy Spirit. Amen. I didn't know that was the Holy Spirit. I I didn't understand nothing about that Holy Spirit thing. I'm
1: I'm telling you, Terrell, as you're telling me this story, all I can hear is a praying mother and a praying spouse, people praying for you.
0: Oh, my mother let me know that. Yeah. As she took out insurance on me when I used to work on cars because the car was going to follow me, so she took out insurance and she prayed. (laughs) And she prayed. She was a praying mom. Oh, yeah, she was definitely a praying mom. They yeah. I used to get literature that I get now. I used to see that kind of literature come to her, and I said, I don't know "Why she's going to get all this stuff?" And I just look at it, keep on going. Uh-huh. You know, uh, they, people don't understand that there is a difference when you walk with God. They, they they don't act like they act like there's not no difference. Yes, there is a difference when you get Jesus Christ, and you understand who Jesus Christ is. There is a difference because. Jesus Christ said, "My ways and my thoughts are not yours. My ways and my thoughts are higher than yours." And, and when you be in Jesus Christ, as Christ is in us, uh, this gonna be a different way of looking at things. You don't want a Christian. You don't want a Christian to come to your, your organization, because he going gonna tell you if a Christian is mature. And understand, he's going to tell you your problem is sin. That's what you don't understand. you got a sin problem. That's all All you know is sin. You're born in sin, and everybody in this world has to repent. They have to change over from what with, with they were, that uh, carnal mind of the natural man uh, that hates God, uh, uh, that doesn't receive the things of the Spirit. Uh, that you have to be changed, or you will cannot believe in Jesus Christ. first thing Jesus told them when he's coming out, he says, uh, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at here. You have to repent. You got to change. No, no, no. no. You got to change. You have no idea what the change is until you do. Be obedient to God. See, that's the problem. We as Christians and everybody else in this world, no matter who you are, we have a problem obeying God. That's right. The lust of the flesh always is there. Like it says in Galatians 5 16. It says, Lust of the flesh. That fl- flesh is automatic. See, it's in us. It's in us. It's in us. It, yeah. it, well, as long as we as Christians, think about it, it is, Christians admit. They have a sin problem the world ignores it just like it's like you say COVID. do you see the world asking for God to help they don't mm-hmm. because sin is about being God when you go back to Genesis 3 5 and tell you the devil said, well you you can be like God and that's the root of sin wanting to be like God so they'll do everything they look at them they, they, they go through this research they do everything they can and and they're still not convinced. Cause it's still not work. if they found a cure to COVID, then why does it keep going up? Now you got a new strain. Now you got this. You got that. You know something you can't do for God. If God wants everybody to, to get rid of COVID, He would. Hmm. When Jesus came here, He healed everybody. He did not care if you was lame. If you, matter of fact, He even raised the dead. He did it all, and nobody has done that. And and the world just See when the Bible says many are called, few are chosen. When I got saved, that was the scariest verse. I don't know why it was the scariest verse. It like it's like it say I don't care how many people c- claim Jesus. I don't care how many people think they b- believe in this and that. Only a few gonna make it, and I and I compare that few to Noah. Only eight people got saved. And if, at that time, I would it would be reasonably assumed there must have been millions of people on the earth at that time, to, supposing that that's the percentage of few compared mm-hmm. to today, mm-hmm. not very many. Most of the people we see today are on their way to hell, and to, and to the lake that burned with fire and brimstone with the devil. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line.
1: Well, let's let's because uh, I want I want to talk about this. Uh, so. I'm curious. From the time you questioned those folks at church about who they were and what mm-hmm. they were all about, to the time you ripped your shirt and said, "Do you want all of me?" What was that span of time for you? How long ago? How how long between? Years. Years. So you went to church with your family, but yet, and, and you thought it was you had serious questions about it. So how many more years before you came to faith? Oh, well, I was phased
0: in. But what I, what I, how I see your question is how much, how long did it, t- it take me to catch on? Hmm. Years. Hmm.
1: Well, I guess my question is how long was it before you identified yourself as a believer in Jesus? Oh, uh,
0: oh, uh, it was, that was automatic. It, I mean, you talk to hear what I hear. When I really catch on, mm-hmm. it was years, decades. Uh, we had some family problems. Kids had got grown. And they was on full. And I was going from a dad who had little kids who had now grown, and I had to catch up. Mm -hmm. And so I I said some embarrassing things and did some embarrassing things because one of mine decided he was going to be spontaneous on me. And one of my fears was, you're going to hit me. And I had to say, that's not going to happen, because mm-hmm. I was that. This is the area of my maturity. I said that ain't going to happen, baby. But you you need to, and so things got to the point to where the police come. So I felt bad. I never felt like this. I I said I mean, I think that's when I really caught on. I'm shaming Christ mm-hmm. for my actions and how I handled that situation. I mean, embarrassed. I wasn't concerned about me. But I was concerned about how I was being perceived through Christ. I mean, mm. I was you know, and I've been working on it ever since. Hm. Mm. It's the challenge even today because see the world is full of it. Full of the world you know the world is full of nonsense you're not going to be God and you're not going to have the glory of god and you're acting just like the devil that's the devil now the devil been to heaven and he thought he 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 thought he could be it god you look you're not qualified to be God you're not eternal you ain't have always been here you are a a created being and you want the glory that belongs to God alone and God didn't put it with him so he put him out and he put Adam and Eve out and he's going to put everybody in this world that don't believe in Jesus Christ. When, it, when, he, when death come upon him, he's going to put everybody who don't believe in Jesus Christ at that time, he's going to put them out. You're not, he's not going to put up with it for eternity. He's, he's, what you're going through right now is grace. You're receiving mercy and you're receiving his love. He's, he's giving you your chance. And if you don't take the chance and you come across the age of responsibility when he says death, go to him. He says, He says, He says, uh, uh, is appointed for man wants to die, then the judgment. Everybody got an appointment to death. And when that time comes, you don't believe in Jesus Christ according to his ways and thoughts, you're going to spend in the rest of your life hell. Because he tell you in, he tell you in uh, Jeremiah seventeen nine, the heart is and desperately wicked, and who's the key phrase? Who can know it? Sin is disgusting to God. He is not going to put up with it.
1: As people are listening, and and uh, Terrell, we've got about five minutes left, and so I want to I want to help as you're telling this story. Obviously, as people are listening today, they hear your passion. They hear your message, and so you you came out of that experience with of jail, and obviously through the course of time, you have started to to speak to people in real and genuine ways and directly, right? And yep, started a, started a street uh, you're a street preacher. That's right. So tell me about that in the few minutes we have remaining, oh. and and the message that you give to people.
0: Here's the message, and this is the. the Preach the gospel. You're here as a Christian. You raise your family, you do like that. But here's your job: is preach the gospel. Jesus Christ died for all your sins and was raised from the dead, so that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what you pray, and that is one of the hardest things for people who of Christ to do. I got they got an excuse. Hold it. Uh uh uh. Jesus went to the cross for for you. That's the message. Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of God who died on the cross for all your sin. He's giving everybody a chance to repent and believe in Jesus Christ. When your time is up, you're done. Life is about serving God. It's not about you. It never has been about you. It's about God's glory. Glorify God and you glorify God being obedient to his word. He's, he's there for you. People are so busy trying to be God, they don't call upon God. The world don't call. they trying to be God, so they don't call upon God. God don't call upon God. They, they're delusional. They're lost. Misled. Deceived by sin, blinded by the devil, to conform to this world that lies in wickedness. You're in wickedness. You need a Savior. You cannot save yourself, and you need to humble yourself to... to, to before the mighty hand of God, because you are not in control.
1: Well, Terrell, as you're sharing this message, and it's a it's a hard message. It's but it's truth. I, I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm saying it's a hard message because there are people who are listening to this program right now who are quite proper, upstanding citizens, but still need a savior. That's right. They still there's the message that you have is. That all have sinned and come short of the glory Amen. of God, and that we need a Savior, That's and right. His name is Jesus Christ. That's right. And whether as a street preacher, whether you're talking to homeless people, or you're talking to a guy, and I won't say in a business suit because you don't see that many business suits around, but you're talking to the, the prim and proper folks of society who might Amen. be, uh, you know, very much progressive in their in their ways. Yet they still need a Savior, don't they?
0: They can't reach. Did they can't do nothing without God. Nobody, they can't make dirt. <laughs> you can't make air. Mm-hmm. You can't make, everything is a miracle. You a miracle, I'm a miracle, they're a miracle. God is the greatest miracle of all. How could somebody have been here all the time? Eternal. See, people don't think. Too busy going here. They progress this, they progress that. But you know something, you can't raise the dead. You can't do nothing for yourself. So you can't do nothing for me. You can take my life, but God gonna give it back to me. So you have no power. Mm-hmm. They they killed Jesus and he rose back up on him and walked the streets on him. Can't do nothing with God, but obey obey God. That's all you can do. Obey. He don't accept no excuses. you read Romans 1 20, something like that, it tells you you know by his creation, you know his God here. Yet he not accepting no excuses. I don't care if you came from a dysfunctional family, this, this and this, Jesus is the Savior. Amen. You need to call on him. <laughs> you can't do it. Do you, do you go to the dentist and take your own tooth out? Do you operate on your own heart? <laughs> well, then humble yourself, See, but the pride don't want to humble themselves. Amen.
1: Well, listen, we've been spending some time with Terrell Harrison, Jesus is God, Church Ministry. Terrell, thank you for sharing today on Heart of the City. A great message. It's the it's the love of God that draws all men to himself. Amen. And he's a faithful and good God. All the time. Thanks for joining me today on Heart My of the pleasure. City. God bless. Amen. You've been listening to this 820 AM, The Word special, Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, The Word, call Chuck Olmsted,
0: 206-269-6216, or go to thewordseattle.com.